Hello and welcome to the United Community Channel and my name is Jack, this is your latest Manchester United news as we descend into more drama at Manchester United, more hardship, more heartache as Lissandro Martinez is expected to be out for two to three months uh, with an aggravation of the injury that he previously had last season. Really, really not good news uh, in relation to, I suppose, Manchester United and the squad in general, and of course, the Sandro Martinez. And we've also heard that uh, Regulon is going to be out until at least after the next international break in a couple of weeks' time. So Manchester United are absolutely paper thin uh, at the back. We're going to get into it. We're going to discuss it. As always, please smash a like on the video. Please hit subscribe. And please do get your comments into the chat below, as always. But look, we're going to start, guys, with, of course, Lissandro Martinez uh, out for two to three months with aggravation of the previous foot injury. Now, look, obviously, we know what happened to him last season. Uh, he, you know, sustained that injury to his foot. What, what game it was in? Was it in the... Was it in the FA Cup final? Or maybe he didn't play in the FA Cup final. Whatever game it was. Oh, no, sorry. I think it was in the Europa League, wasn't it? Europa League uh, game. But, yeah, I mean... Has he rushed back? Has he uh, maybe been too eager to get back himself? It's hard to know, but obviously we've seen him. He came off, uh, was it against Arsenal? He came off with, again, it looked like it was being aggravated again. And obviously he's after missing the last couple of games because of it. Initially, Manchester United put out the report that it was down to, you know, a slight aggravation of, of it and we needed to rest. He didn't want to, you know, get too serious and so on and so forth. And again, look, we do know that Eric Ten Hag keeps his cards very close to his chest when it comes to injured players. But I suppose he couldn't keep it in any longer that Lissandro Martinez is going to be out for, for an extended period of time. Now, look, what does that mean for Manchester United? I mean, it's certainly not good news. It really isn't. Obviously, you know, we've had our worries in terms of injuries in midfield kind of pre-season, first couple of games of the season. And we're starting to see a lot of players come back from that in, you know, that area. You know, we've had Kobe Main who was close to coming back. Uh, Mason Mount is fully back. Obviously, Amrabat signed, uh, injured. He's now, you know, you would hope back to full fitness. And obviously, we've had a, we've had an accumulation of injuries when it comes to our defence. It started, obviously, with Martinez, you know, back last season. Uh, we've seen Varane get injured very early this season. We've seen uh, Malasia get injured in pre-season. Then we've seen Luke Shaw get injured at the start of the season. Wan-Bissaka get injured as well. So our back line, our defence is absolutely obliterated. You would have to say it's absolutely obliterated. And this Lissandro Martinez news doesn't help. Now, we've also heard uh, reports that Regulon may not return before the October international break due to the injury. Now, again, obviously, Eric Ten Hag doesn't give too much away when it comes to injuries. And uh, like we said, he keeps his cards close to his chest. I think the fact that, uh, you know, Regulon did come off in, in the game against, it was against Burnley, wasn't it, I think? Uh, holding his hamstring and obviously Amrabat comes in then and 
he, uh, I suppose he fills in at left back. You would expect now that it is going to be Amrabat to fill in. And like I said, these do have knock-on effects, you know. So now that Regulon is injured, it's going to be Amrabat filling in at left back. It just is, you know. I would say Alvaro Fernandez is absolutely kicking himself that he's out on loan. Now, I don't know how Manchester United got a, a, I suppose, a recall option on that loan deal. But, I mean, we get a couple of injuries to our left backs, you know, Lissandro Martinez and then Luke Shaw. Then before the transfer window, we bring in a loanee to cover the injured left backs. That loanee then that's brought in to cover our injured left backs get injured, gets injured himself. It's it's just, you couldn't write it and it's... You know, Manchester United at its finest. But, I mean, you know, when we look at Martinez and we look at Regulon, we say, right, they're going to be out for a few months. But I think if we look at the injuries, you know, as a collective, someone has to take some form of criticism here because no other club in the Premier League is having these injury issues. Now, Liverpool have had a few injury issues in midfield and stuff like that, but it's nowhere near... The, the, the same extent as Manchester United have. And what's the, I mean, what's the reason for this? What's causing these injuries? This is the question that needs to be asked. It needs to be put to Eric Ten Hag. It needs to be put to Manchester United medical department. Uh, and, you know, obviously I've got some, you know, reasons that I think this, this might be the case. Uh, and Eric Ten Hag did mention it in, in, his, uh, in his interview today. Um, he was asked about injuries. He said, many of my colleagues have pointed this out and I have to, uh, and I have to, uh, but it continues. We continue to expand the schedule. It doesn't stop. The players can no longer cope with the overload. And I think that's what we're seeing in the team at the moment. So he's talking about the hectic schedule that uh, Manchester United and clubs have in terms of, you know, game after game after game, competition after competition, you know, Premier League, Champions League, Carabao Cup, FA Cup, all of these thrown in on top of players. And I can completely understand where he's coming from. And Ten Hag is not the Ten Hag is not the first manager that has talked about schedule overload. You know, Jurgen Klopp has been doing it for three or four or five years. He tends to do it when Liverpool start to have a dip in form. But Ten Hag is not the first coach to to, to bring this to you know, everybody's attention. And he doesn't have to. We know that players are, you know, massively overworked when it comes to games. And I said this a couple of months back. I think I said it as far back as six or seven months ago that I think if, if it continues to go the way it goes, I think you will see players going on strike. I really do because players cannot continue to play the amount of games that their clubs, and it's not their clubs, that the governing bodies are asking them to play. The Premier League, the FA, UEFA, FIFA, all of these regulatory bodies and, and, and footballing entities are cashing in on the popularity of the sport. And because of that, players are being asked to play more and more and more games. You know, we've seen the Europa League, obviously, and now we're seeing the 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 Europa Conference League. We're seeing an expansion to the Champions League next year. We're seeing the Club World Cup being expanded. We're seeing the World Cup being expanded in the coming years as well. I guarantee you players are going to go on strike in the coming years because you cannot continue to load up games on top of players like this. 
and we're seeing the, the, the you know the the we're seeing the demise of players now with injuries and so on and so forth. It just can't continue to happen. It really can't. Now, when it comes to Manchester United, and I don't think, um, like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think Manchester United have helped themselves in any way, shape or form with the workload that we put on our players in pre-season. Now, I don't know who signed off this pre-season, whether it was in place for, a number of years before, or whether it was something that was planned out by the management with Ten Hag and, and you know, the, the board and, and, and the club as a whole, I don't know. But the amount of games that we played in different locations, the amount of travelling that the players had to go through, on the back of a very, very strenuous season for Manchester United, we went basically to the end of every competition. Manchester United could have only played two more games last season, possible. You know, we got knocked out of the, 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 sorry, three more games. We got knocked out of the Europa League. We could have played the two semi-final games and then we could have played the final in that as well. So three more games were the maximum amount. So we were three short of the maximum amount of games that we could have possibly played last season with a World Cup thrown into the middle of it. And then we have a short break because we go so long into competitions. We bring players back and we have this extended pre-season tour where we travel half the world to play a variety of games and I know a lot of the younger academy players played in some of them games but it's the traveling that has done the damage here I think why can't Manchester United just have a pre-season in Manchester you know let's say the the the, the seasons where we are playing world cups you know every second season you just do your pre-season in Carrington how much more work could you get done you know you have your games at Old Trafford and you might maybe travel to maybe Newcastle or, or you know, Liverpool or wherever it may be, but you're staying close to home. You have your, you know, your home games at Old Trafford for pre-season where, you know, you've got family outings or you've got family tickets, you know, cheap tickets for everybody to come along. And you get so much more work done rather than traveling the majority of the time and playing a few games in between. I just think it's the way to go. I really do. And I think, I think again we could go back to we could go back as far as the ownership with this, and obviously it's a massive it's a massive cash cow for the owners. But if you look at say the money that's generated from each game on a preseason tour, it's a couple of million maybe. Now, if you get you know an extra into an extra round of the Champions League, there's your money made back. You know, if you get to the semi-final of uh, FA Cup, there's your money made back, you know. So these games that we need to go and play abroad are not really big, big money-generating games for Manchester United. I think it would make a lot more sense if we do our pre-season every second year in Manchester and in Carrington. I think it would give us such a massive advantage. Players would be coming in fresh. They would be, you know they would have proper rest because they don't have to go travel half the world. You would be able to give them two or three weeks off and you would be able to really focus in and, and, and really, you know, really get a good pre-season in with, you know, you might be able to do double sessions every second day or whatever it may be. I don't know what way the, the, the schedule works, but I think it would be a brilliant idea. You know, the years that we've got international competitions going on do your pre-season in Carrington and every second year then you can have your 
you know, you can have your trips to America, you can have your trips to, you know, to Asia, you can have, oh, we should be going to Africa as well, by the way, because I think it's a, it's a continent that we've neglected massively over the last 20 years, given the, the fan base that's there as well. So, but yeah, I, I don't think Manchester United have helped themselves. And, you know, we've had a massive pre-season and I think we're seeing, we're seeing the downside of that massive pre-season now with all of the injuries that we're after getting. Now, a lot of these injuries, you would say, I mean, Manchester United have had a a director of, uh, like the, the the head of of medicine, if that's what it is, or or, or physio, the, the head physio, whatever it may be. I, I, I'm not sure the actual title of, of their their role. He's been a stand-in since January. We haven't had a proper um, head of medicine, if that's what we're going to be calling it, at Manchester United. Now, last week, we did hire the head of medicine from Arsenal, who has made the move over to Manchester United, which is a good uh, a good appointment, you would have to say. Now, it's going to take time for him to implement what he wants and you know how he wants players treated and the rest and so on and so forth. He's obviously going to be liaising with Eric Ten Hag. You know, and they're going to probably sit down and say, well, this is the workload. We want to tweak it here. We want to give a rest here. We want to, you know, push him a little bit more there. So, again, it's just Manchester United and the board not giving Eric Ten Hag the backing that's required. Now, I don't know, like I said, who who, uh, who plans pre-season, but whoever did, and I will give Eric Ten Hag criticism on this if it was him that, that planned pre-season because it's not after helping us. We see the first two games that we went into, first two or three games even, we looked leggy, we looked tired, we didn't look fit. We looked like a team that was travelling all around the world. And I was actually watching the uh, the Stratford Paddock and they said, obviously they went on the pre-season tour. I said they were wrecked from doing from all of the travelling without having to play any of the games. Now, obviously they were probably on the lash as well. You would never know. But for, for a player to have to do all of that travelling across America to do preseason training and to play games, it must be absolutely exhausting. It must be absolutely exhausting. Uh, so, again, there's criticisms there for me, I have to say. Now, Eric Ten Hag also said today, he said uh, there was a World Cup in the middle of the season, a longer season, a shorter break. Each time the calendar gets longer, the load the players is too, the load on the players is too great. And I would agree with him there. Absolutely, I would agree with him. I think the, I think the the main workload is coming from the likes of UEFA, the likes of FIFA, the likes of the Premier League, the FA, that are extending these tournaments. And maybe maybe Pep Guardiola is onto something, you know, when he's when he's he's tossing off the Carabao Cup, you know, and just saying, I don't care about the Carabao Cup. I want to keep my players fresh for the important competitions. Now look Manchester United as a club and as a team and Eric Ten Hag as a manager and, and the squad, we probably can't afford not to take the Carabao Cup seriously because it's a good opportunity for us to, to get silverware like we did last season. And I do think that there is a fine balance that you have to strike up there because as a as a club and as a, as a fan base, obviously we want to be in the Champions League, but what do you remember most? You remember winning trophies more than anything else. You remember your club playing in finals, challenging for competitions. You know, you don't remember, like, can someone tell me where Manchester United finished in 2014? You'd probably have to look it up. You know what I mean? 
And, you know, if it was in the top four, great. But, you know, say when we won the FA Cup under Louis van Gaal, that was something that we will remember because we picked up a trophy. So there's a fine balance that you have to, you have to, you get, you get between, you know, taking competition seriously or trying to keep your players fresh. So, and look, I think Eric Ten Hag done a really good job last season in relation to finding that balance between resting players and really, really going for every competition. Because like I said, we could have only played three more games last season if we got to the final of the Carabao Cup. So we basically played every game we could possibly play bar three. And that's a huge achievement with a squad that was so thin, you know. And it looks like Eric Ten Hag is, you know, going to go all out for all of these competitions again. I mean, we've seen, you know, we've seen in the Carabao Cup midweek there against Crystal Palace that it's, it, you know, obviously he brought in Palestri, he brought in Hannibal, he brought in Garnacho. But these players, I mean, Garnacho especially, is a first-team player regardless. Hannibal is breaking onto the scene and so is Palestri. And, you know, he played Casemiro. He played Varane. You know, he played Delo. Obviously, he had to play Delo. And, you know, but it'll be interesting to see what he does later on in the season when we do have a full squad back. Will he rotate? You know, will he bring in Scott McTominay for the, you know, the home game against... Copenhagen or will he just go all out full strength it's going to be interesting to see um but anyway let me know what you think in the comment section below guys uh it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for Manchester United again we're starting to build a nice bit of momentum you know obviously we're going into the game tomorrow now against Crystal Palace which we'll, we will be doing a watch along for by the way so make sure you do join us for that uh we'll be live from 2 30 tomorrow it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Obviously, we've built some momentum. We want to keep winning. So I'm sure Eric Ten Hag is probably going to try and go as strong as possible between now and the international break. We cannot afford any more injuries. We really can't. If, if Amrabat was to get injured, who do we play at left back? You're probably going to have to push Lindelof out there. Then Harry Maguire comes in at centre-back with Varane. I mean, we're so paper thin at the back. It's, it's frightening. It really is. Uh, and again, like I said, there is a trickle-down effect now because... Regulon is injured. It means Safian Amrabat now is not going to be able to play in midfield, which means Casemiro is going to have to do an, a lot more work than, you know, he would have to do if Amrabat was playing beside him. It probably means Scott McTominay is going to play more, or it means Mason Mount is going to come back into the middle rather than playing on the right, which means Palestri might get a game then on the right-hand side. You never know. So there is a trickle-down effect to these injuries. Because we've got so many of them, we need players to fill into different positions that maybe they might not have been if we had a full squad. Let me know what you think in the comment section below, guys. Please hit the like and subscribe button. We're on the road to 4,000 subscribers. Our aim is 5,000 before Christmas, so please do hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button as well. Uh, like I said, we will be back tomorrow for the Watch Along live at 2.30. Hope to see you there. Please join us then. Until then, take care, stay safe, and I'll chat to you soon.